So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts. We are so blessed here at this community. And let's take a moment to ground ourselves in the power of prayer, remembering that God is source, substance, and supply. God is here penetrating and permeating every cell of our body, allowing our hearts to fill with love and explode out into the world as we nourish our spirits this morning in this celebration, as we grow together in love, as we thank the person that is sitting beside us for being here today and contributing their energy to making this world a better place and recognizing our gratitude that we have this opportunity, this facility to come together to celebrate God, to deepen in our experience, to immerse ourselves in this bountiful nature of God. And together we say, and so it is. And it is my pleasure this morning to introduce to you our guest speaker. He has been helping people and organizations reduce their stress and improve their relationships for over 20 years. He is a psychologist, author, and former vice president of the Psychologists Association of Alberta. You may have seen him as a contributor on CTV News, a health and lifestyle expert on Alberta Prime Time. Dr. Gantz has also been featured on Good Morning Canada and contributes regularly to 6.30 Chad. With his fun and engaging style, Please help me welcome our fellow member, Dr. Gantz. Thanks so much. How many of you have ever had this experience where you have a simple discussion with somebody you care about, but then it suddenly degenerates into Armageddon? Anyone? Yeah? Okay. Thank you. Anyone not had that uh, experience, but maybe still dread it? Yeah? All right. Thank you. So I want to thank you for being here. Uh, I appreciate you being here on a beautiful Sunday. And it's, uh, you know, it's Pride Day too, so happy Pride Day to everybody. So, yeah. So I, I just want to let you know that it's my commitment to you to make sure that, you know, your commitment to be here and your investment in time and effort to be here, I'm, I'm going to do everything to make sure it's well worth your time today, okay? So uh, there's some things I need from you as well. So first of all, how many people have heard me, like, you know, some folks were here for the first service, but how many people have heard me speak before or been in one of my presentations before? So, okay, a couple of you guys, okay. So for those of you who haven't, I don't ask rhetorical questions. So when I ask a question, I actually want a verbal answer so I get some information, some feedback. Would that be okay for you guys? That wasn't bad, actually. <laughs> a little bit of a test. So would it be okay if you guys give me verbal answers back? Yes. Excellent. Okay. So the deal is that the, when we're learning something, the more we put into whatever we're trying to learn, the more active we are with the um, information, the better we learn it, the more uh, deeply it sticks and the easier it is for us to apply it. So that's why I want you guys to give me some feedback and some actual energy back because it's good for you. It's good for you to... to, to take the information in, do something with it, and it's going to stick around a lot longer. Okay? Excellent. All right. So, yeah, so we're going to have a conversation today, and uh, I'm going to have you guys, this audience participation with some of this stuff as well. So how many people have ever had 
discord in their relationships or their communication with anybody. Right, exactly. Everybody's experienced that one way or another, right? And so today, you know, our, the theme for this month is vacations, and uh, we're talking about vacation from discord. And the reason this is important is because uh, in, in the time that I've been, you know, working as a psychologist, what I've really seen is that, you know, people can do really well with a lot of parts of their lives, but if there's discord somewhere, if there's, there's disharmony somewhere, it really ruins their experience of joy, it ruins their experience of uh, happiness and fulfillment, but it also ruins their productivity. They're not nearly as good. So the basic thing to remember is the better you feel, the better you do. So would you agree with that? Yes. yes. Thank you, you guys are really loud. That's good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the better you feel, the better you do. And the other thing is, to feel good is really to feel God. When we feel good and we feel grounded and we feel happy and we feel connected to people, we tend to feel more spiritual. We tend to feel more, more in tune with everything. And that, that is a wonderful feeling. And then it just kind of snowballs on itself in a positive way and everything gets better. So to feel good is to feel God, and the better you feel, the better you do. So this is why we want to talk about communication. We want to talk about discord and, and give you some tools and some practice, I think, too, with doing things in a different way so you can have a better experience. Would that be okay with everybody? Yes. Excellent. Thank you. So can communication be difficult sometimes? Yes. yes. <laughs> can communication between men and women be dis- difficult sometimes? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Right, because we, you know, we have different ways of interacting with each other, right? And we have different ways of thinking, different ways of speaking. And that's not just men and women. I mean, each individual has their own individual way and have different uh, backgrounds and, and histories. So, but, but, uh, but particularly men and women, we, we are sort of socialized as well as our brains are set up slightly differently. So we do have a different way of communicating and, and, and expressing ourselves. So uh, I was working with a couple of my clients uh, on some of this stuff and just talking about communication. And uh, the, the, the wife of this particular couple, a few days later, she said, hey, Gans, you got to see this. So she sent me this, this link to this YouTube video. She says, this is exactly what we're talking about. So I'm going to share that with you now. This is called It's Not About the Nail. And we're going to look at it, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to talk, talk about some other stuff here today. So if we can go ahead and play that. Thank you. It's just there's all this pressure, you know, And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me and I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head and it's relentless. And I don't know if it's gonna stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever gonna stop. Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head it is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there. Stop trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing. You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. Yeah, see, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail See, you're out. not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just, sometimes it's like, there's this achy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. I, that sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. 
Come on, if you would just don't try to see things my way. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? Can anyone relate to that? <laughs> so, 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 what'd you learn about? What do you learn about this? Like, what, what's what's the? What do you get from this? Some people just don't hear you. That's interesting. What did a guy get from this? I want to hear from a guy. What did, what did you hear or what do you see? Different frame of mind. Different frame of mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so this, is, this, is, you know, this is kind of really pretty stereotype, but I think all of us can kind of relate to having some kind of conversation like that with someone ever, right? But, you know, the truth is that men and women do um, organize their, their way of, of thinking differently, okay? And... It's also true that it happens the other way as well. So it's like sometimes I've been in the situation where I'm the guy with the person with a, with a nail in my head, and I just want somebody to like listen to me and understand what's going on, and then they can kind of fix it and stuff like that. But literally, for most guys, the first place our head goes is I want to fix it, cut to the chase, let's get that out of there really quick and move on, right? Um, but, but there is something extremely valuable about the sense of being heard, listened to, and validated. And so this is what this illustrates really, really kind of in a humorous way. So the idea is that when, you, when somebody feels listened to, when they feel validated and they feel heard, everything relaxes. Uh, I don't know if you noticed her frame of, uh, sorry, her uh, body language when uh, he said, okay, wow, that must be really hard. You notice what she did? kind of, oh, yeah, that's right, it is. Right? Her whole demeanor softened. And that's how you know that the other person is feeling listened to, heard, and validated is when you see that soften. And so this is what you're after. What you need to do is, and this is especially with kids, you need to be able to listen and validate and hear where the other person is coming from. First, whether it's a guy or a girl or a child or a boss or a colleague, to listen to them, really try to understand their, their feelings, and then feed that back to them in the way that they feel heard and understood. And then, if they give you permission, <laughs> you can take the nail out, right? Uh, then you can say, well, you know, is it okay if I give you some, you know, are you okay to get some feedback on this, or do you want some help? Or if they ask for help, then you can give them the help. But always validate first, that's the, that's the first thing, okay? Um, the other thing that, you know, this, this particular thing points out is that uh, I really do think that it's in an unconscious kind of way, if we don't feel heard, we kind of dig in. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, and it's not that we're trying to be difficult or anything like that, it's just, it's, it's almost like a reflex action. It's like, no, you're not hearing me, this is what's going on, you know, and so it keeps going. So um, if we had let, you know, if we'd let this, this whole scenario play out and he'd been able to shut up long enough, <laughs> she may actually come to the place where, you know, maybe this thing in my head, I should probably take it out, okay? But, but that's that, you know, when she comes to that on her own, that's going to be a lot different than if, if, uh, if it feels like she's being forced to do it or if she's being judged by it. Make sense? Yes, okay, good. Thank you. So one of the ways, uh, when I work with couples in my office or in, other, in workshops and stuff, one of the things we do is this little exercise about what I call drive-through talking. We don't have time to do it today, um, but, uh, but I, I just want to explain it to you. So when you go to, like, say, McDonald's to the drive-through, and you go in and you order, you know, Big Mac, fries, and a Coke, how do you make sure you don't get a fish fillet and a salad? How, what, what do they do to make sure that that doesn't happen? 
repeat it back, right? So this is a very simple tool. Now they got the nice boards and you can read your order and stuff like that. But this is a very simple thing that we can do in our relationships to help us make sure we don't end up in one of, the, one of those arguments is to just repeat back what you think the other person's saying. And if you can listen with that extra ear for the emotional part underneath, just and ask, well, you know, are you saying this? Do you want a Big Mac fries and a Coke? Right? Um, what it does is it actually, the, just the effort you take to repeat the, the person's statement back to them goes a long way to help them understand that you're trying to, to get it. And then from there, they can actually, if there are any uh, misunderstandings or miscommunications, that's a good way to clear them up. So, uh, you know, try this in your relationships. It'll go a long way because most people don't do that. They get the information and they're off to the races thinking they know what's going on, but a lot of ways they may not. Okay. Um, what, about, what about verbal communication? So, in general, communication, how much of communication do you think is contained within the words we use when we say something to somebody? What percentage do you think? Here, 20, I hear 30, 10, half, seven, seven. <laughs> so, yeah, it's actually 7%. Okay, 7% is the words we use. So that means the other 93% would be body language, tone of voice, eye contact, energy, timing, right? Um, <laughs> you probably don't go, want to go ask your boss for a raise after they just, you know, just fought with their spouse. Do you know what I mean? Not, not, not good timing. One of the things that uh, my wife and I used to do early in our relationship, I had, I had the misguided information given to me that, who, who's ever heard this? Don't let the sun go down on your anger. People have heard that? Okay. Bad advice. Okay. Because uh, what happened was, uh, so we'd have a, like a little disagreement and what would be, it's like, oh, we can't let the sun go down our anger, so we've got to hash it out. We've got to work at it. We gotta, so three o'clock in the morning, we're lying in bed, <laughs> trying to pry our eyes open. You know, she says something, I fall asleep. I was like, are you listening to me? You know, it's like, no, it's just not good. Okay. So timing is really important. So uh, all these different factors are, play into um, good communication. So really think about this when you're, when you're relating to somebody because you really want, you want the, the message, the words you use to be congruent with the energy you're sending across as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. Um, so one of the things that really gets me now is, I think I have a little, yeah, one of these. So, how many people have one of these? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, the great tool, great tool, but it's really important to understand how this may affect your communication as well. So, first of all, if you're only getting 7% of the message if you're using like the, the words, so texting and those sorts of things are really, really inefficient forms of communication unless you're trying to relay like a list or like an order of commands or, or something like that, right? But for emotional communication, texting can get, get you in a lot of trouble because everybody says yes, because you guys have had that experience before, right? Where it's very easy for us to project onto the message whatever, whatever information we have or whatever mood we're in, but it's also, uh, uh, like when we're writing it, but it's also easy to project what the other person intended as well, so it can get us in a lot of trouble. But how about this? You know, we talk about timing and, and uh, verbal, um, sorry, um, body language. So if I'm saying, hey, Linda, you're, you know, 
love to talk to you. Like, you know, you're really interesting. Um, tell me about your day. No, I'm listening. I'm, really, I'm listening. Right? What, what, what is the message that I'm giving? Not, not interesting. So this is more important than she is, right? Not a very good, like, it seems like it's no big deal because everybody's doing it right now. But what that does over time is erode her feeling of connection with me. It, it, it can also erode her sense of her importance in my life. And this is extremely important with kids, okay? Because they, their self-esteem is based on eye contact and time and connection. So it's extremely important to have the congruent body language and facial expression with the words, oh, I love you, or I love you. No, you're really important, honest, right? <laughs> so you want, you want that to be congruent as well, okay? So something else that's important with communication is boundaries. How many people have heard the expression, good fences make good neighbors? Yeah, yeah? okay. What does that mean to you? Sorry, boundaries, yes, good boundaries. If you know where the other person stands, it's easier to have a better relationship with them. And that means being able to ask what you want, uh, being able to say what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, but also willing to say no, okay? How many people have ever had difficulty saying no in their lives, ever? Always, (laughs) okay, good. So today, we're going to practice to say no, okay? So, I need a volunteer, please. Oh, Linda, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for doing this. Give her a hand, guys. Thank you, Linda. Okay, so Linda, I'd like you to ask me for something very, we're going to back up just a little bit here so we can see over here. So I'd like you to ask me something very, very simple, something for me that I can do for you. Just a simple request, not like a kidney or like, you know, an arm or anything like that. Um, You know, a ride to the airport or like four or $5. And I'm going to say no, and you're going to keep asking. Okay? So this is is how it's done. Okay, go ahead. So again, so I was, um, is this one? Should be. Oh, there we go. Hello? 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 Okay, you can hear? Okay. Can hear? okay. We'll close. So, um, Gans, I was wondering if you could give me a ride downtown. I need to get downtown uh, right away. No. Really, it's just across the bridge. No. I, I really need to get there. It's a very important appointment. I have to get there and I, have to, I need to get no. there. No. You know what? I forgot my wallet at home. I just left it on the table and I just really need to get there. No. I just don't even have bus money. <laughs> Could I borrow five bucks for no. bus money? No. You can't lend me five no. bucks. For all no. the time that we've known <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Give her a hand. So I don't know if you saw me sweating more, but <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. But this is what we want to do, okay? So what I want you to do is get into couples, get into partners, okay, really quick. Get into partners. If you do not have a partner, please put up your hand. We'll find you. We'll connect you with somebody. So really quick, get, get a partner. Who does not have a partner? One person over here. Oh, there's one person over here too. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Okay. So, the person with the shorter hair, put up your hand. 
Okay. You are going to be the asker. You are going to be the asker. You're going to ask for something simple. Can I borrow $5? Can I use your phone? Can you give me a ride? Was it downtown? Right? Um, can I use your bus pass? You're going to ask that for one minute. And the other person is going to practice by looking in your eyes and saying no. Okay? So here's the deal. Try not to, well, I wish I could, or well, okay, but just, like, just look in and say no. This is just practice, okay? So don't worry about being rude just yet, <laughs> okay? We're going to do this for one minute, okay? Ready and go. And stop, please, and stop, and stop. All right, switch. The person who was saying no now gets to ask, and go. And stop, please, and stop, and stop. Thank your partners, please. Thank your partners. <laughs> Stay where you are for the time being. Stay where you are. You're not done yet. Hang on. <laughs> so, <laughs> very good. <laughs> so, what did you learn? Who wants, to, who wants to share what they learned from that experience? What was the experience like for you? Who wants to just put up your hand? We've got a mic. We'll come and say something right here. I would have caved a long time ago <laughs> and said yes. You would have caved a long time ago and said yes. <laughs> so, um, it, it, is, is that a common experience for anybody? Anybody else feel that they might have caved? In, yeah, right. But this is why we do this. It's like any other, any other exercise you practice. Obviously, we're probably not going to be that rude. Well, not rude, but that direct when we say no, right? Um, we might say, well, you know, sorry, I can't do that for you today, but whatever, right? But yes, it's, it's hard if somebody keeps pestering you to, to not cave, Okay, the only time it's not is when you're enabling somebody to do substance. Well, actually, 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 there are a lot of people who do have difficult times saying no, even when it is enabling, you know, and this is why it's so difficult for many, many people, okay? Yeah, but this is why, this is why saying no is such an important life skill for yourself, but also the, it, it really is honoring and, and, and um, helpful and healthy for the people you care about as well because it's not right for them to just kind of run roughshod over you either. It's not good for them, as, and it's not good for you. It's really not good for the relationship. So thank you for sharing that. There was another hand over here somewhere. Right here? Just wait for the mic. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I sometimes can say no for a short period of time, and I think I've realized that it's because I want to avoid the conflict, so that's why I'll say yes eventually. Ah, okay. How many other people have ever felt that? Yes, you want to avoid the conflict, so you say no, sorry, you say yes and cave. So, question for this is, you guys can just kind of shout out the answer. Does the conflict come anyway? Or does some conflict come anyway? Yes. <laughs> right. Internal conflict, time conflict. For me, I've, you know, I'm an expert at this, so I've burnt myself out a couple times by saying yes all the time instead of no. Do you know what I mean? So I might say yes to avoid this conflict, but then I have a bigger conflict that's brewing later. And so I pay with, you know, with interest after. Make sense? Yes. Yes. 
At the cost, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So no is an extremely, extremely important um, skill to have. And the other part of this is you're going to have better relationships because now people know where you stand. The, the truth is that we train people how to teach, treat us. And um, even the most loving people that love us and we care about, they will treat us as bad as we allow them to. And that's, that's, that's a human thing. That's not that they're evil plotting in their basement to like, destroy us or anything like that, right? It's just, it's just an unconscious thing, right? It's like having kids. Kids always want to get away with as much as they can. They don't hate you. They just want to get away, right? So it's the same sort of thing. People want to push as much as they can. And we, our boundaries are what's helped them to know what the relationship's going to be about. Make sense? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, one more comment on this. Somebody from this side, maybe. If anybody else want to? Okay, right here. The... Yeah. I kept wanting to justify why I was saying no. Inside, I wanted to make excuses or give reasons so that they would think more kindly of me. <laughs> so they wouldn't be mad at you, right? Yeah, exactly. And apologize. And apologize. I'm, I'm so sorry that I have to say no. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it's kind of the Canadian in us then, right? It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, th- th- there, is, there is that sense of we want to soften the blow as much as we can. And you know, it's okay. This one is just like, it's practice. It's like doing like layups or whatever, or jump shots, right? You're not going to practice in the game, but when, the more you practice, the better you do in the game, right? But yes, it is appropriate sometimes to maybe soften the blow to say, you know, I'd like to, but I'm sorry I won't be able to help you today. This is what's, what I need to do instead or whatever, right? But the core of it has to be the same. The core of it has to be the same because if you, if sometimes with certain people, if you try to soften too much, they see that as, oh, there's my opening. I'm going to try to pry it apart, right? So I got one more comment right here. So <laughs> put your hand up. Yep, yeah, okay there. I find that because I have a hard time saying no, I'm also really hurt when somebody says no to me because I just don't <laughs> expect it. Because I, right. if I'm always there, then why is the other person not there for me? Right, so right, that is right. So, so when, you say no, when you say yes all the time, you expect other people to say yes all the time too. And is that a fair setup? No, it's not a fair setup at all because, you know, they're having their boundaries and they're doing a good job with theirs. And, you know, because we don't have ours, that's where we get upset. So, you know, this leads really well into the next little piece of thing, the, the next information I want to give you, which is about assertiveness. So assertiveness is different than aggressiveness. Aggressiveness is I'm going to get my needs met at everybody else's cost. I don't care, Right. Assertiveness is I'm going to be responsible for taking care of my own needs and I'm going to do that in a way that's not going to hurt anybody else on the way. And if I do it really well, I'm going to be able to help other people get their needs met as well. Okay? But aggress- uh, passivity is I'm going to let somebody else get their needs met based on me at my cost and I'm going to hope that they feel sorry for me or they're going to be nice to me or they're going to be gentle with me or whatever and give me my needs like in the future. Okay? That's a really tough situation to be in. It's kind of a setup because it's not going to happen. People are, there are people in the world, like we said, that will just kind of continue to take and continue to take. Even though they're well-meaning and loving, they'll continue to take. So it really is important to set your boundaries and be able to say no and understand that it's better for the relationship anyway. Because if, you're, if you can't say no, then your yeses don't mean anything. Okay? So with assertiveness... Part of assertiveness is being able to give and receive compliments well, okay, or gifts well. 
So when you, when you in, in, well, my, my view of intimacy, my definition of intimacy is the willingness to be seen. And so if you really want to be seen, you have to risk, you have to tell the truth about who you are. Giving somebody a compliment is a risk, or giving somebody a gift is a risk, because you're, you're sharing part of yourself. So there's a risk to say, you know, what, what, is this person going to accept that? Are they going to shut me down? Are they going to judge that? So when, when somebody gives you something or gives you a compliment, oh, this, that's a nice, nice, nice pair of shoes, and you're able to receive that in a gracious way, you're actually acknowledging that person. It's just like the video we saw at the beginning with the nail, right? You're validating that person's comment by saying, well, thank you. Instead of, oh, no, these old shoes, oh, no, don't worry about that. Oh, well, you're so kind. How much money can I give you? Thank you, right? You know, you're just receiving a compliment well, okay? How many people have trouble receiving compliments in general? Oh, that's not bad, actually. How many people have trouble giving compliments? Oh, I met her better at that. Okay, so we're going to practice, okay? So in your partners, again, this is what we're going to do. So I'd like, the person with the longest here this time is going to start. Okay, so the person with the longest hair is going to, what we want, to want you to do, we're going to do this for about 30 seconds, I would like you just to give legitimate compliments. And they don't have to be huge, right, like nice shirt, or you got a nice smile, or great shoes, or good posture, whatever, right? Um, but just feed back the compliments, like uh, almost rapid fire, but after each compliment, the person who's receiving, I would like you to practice just by looking them in the eye and saying, Thank you. That's right. That's it. Okay? All right? And then we'll do this for about 30 seconds and we'll flip. All right? All right. Ready? And go, please. And stop, please. And stop. And switch. Switch. Okay, so the other, the short hair person gives a gives the compliments now. I and go. And stop, please. And stop. Thank your partners, please. So really, really quickly. How did it feel to actually give a compliment that was well-received? Well, well what did it feel like to have somebody receive your compliment well? Somebody shout it out. Good. Felt nice. Yeah. What about, what did it feel like to actually receive a compliment and let it in? Excellent. Especially, you know, do you have permission to do it, right? <laughs> so, you wanted a hug. Yeah, exactly. It's like a nice warm feeling, right? So, again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. To feel good is to feel God. And when you, both people, the person who's giving and the person who's receiving, both of you felt better because there was a good interaction and exchange versus somebody shutting, shutting things down, okay? So this is, this is your assignment as you leave here today. I would like you to, as you go out and leave, I'd like you to find somebody you hadn't worked with, and you know, you can find more than one person if you want, but also give two legitimate compliments and also receive any compliments come back from you, to you, okay? All right, thank you so much. You guys have been a great audience. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you.